So I think I was averaging at the time of our interview only like 70 to 100 viewers at that time. And right now I'm, you know, live with this, this uncapped subathon and we have well over a thousand viewers, which is just insane to have that happen over two years. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's way over 10 X. As soon as I got in a good flow on YouTube, that's what really started elevating everything to the next level and get it to the point where it's like, okay, wow, I would post maybe once every three months. I would edit the video myself. It'd get like a couple hundred views and I'd be like, well, that was a waste of time. So that I wouldn't do it for three more months. At one point I was just like, okay, hey, I like really need to put time into YouTube because I've seen a a lot of success there and i've seen that like i'm not naturally growing on twitch just twitch past like 100 viewers like i cap out i can't grow anymore well for one like there's very few people that work harder than i do i don't mean to be like braggy in that but i do put in 80 100 hours a week because that's what i want to do and i wanted to i want to make this be my like platform and a solid place for like a foundation in the community not really like scaling back on the content but being smarter about it so putting a little bit less time instead of like 80 100 hours a week maybe 60 hours a week <laughs> and then yep. i can kind of scale back a little bit and then grow as a person to kind of pursue some interests outside of streaming. I mean, no one's a good content creator when they start streaming. When you hit go live for the first time, you're probably not a good creator. That's like, that's just, you know, you need to learn. It's a skill you need to hone in and it's a skill you need to like go over and get better at. Welcome to the Becoming a Creative Podcast. Keo, it is great to have you back on the show. For those of you that are new here, because we've got a few folks listening in Keo's site, my name is Snoopy and we are looking to kind of learn more about Keo's journey. We had you on November 2020. And for those in your community that have been there for the last like few years, they've obviously seen how much has happened for you and continues to happen for you. So for me, it's a real honor just to kind of one, reflect back on your journey from where you were in 2020 to where you are now, how much was going on then and to how much even more is going on like yeah, right now. I mean, it's wild. It's, yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, when we actually first got on that, the first interview, it was like right as uh, like Valorant was kind of starting to help ignite my career. And so I think I was averaging at the time of our interview only like 70 to 100 viewers at that time. <laughs> And right now I'm, you know, live with this, this uncapped subathon and we have well over a thousand viewers, which is just insane to have that happen over two years. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's way over 10 X in less than two years, not even two years. Viewership's like one metric to look at on CCV, but like you're creating content on so many different platforms. Your, your like output has just increased dramatically. Yeah. I mean, Hey, if you're not like making things happen everywhere <laughs> you gotta you gotta capitalize on all the resources you have in front of you you know so what is the 24-hour live stream you're, you're in the middle of it i don't want to bore your audience they already know what's going on but just for those that are going to listen to this after the fact oh, what totally. are you in the middle of right now yeah so first off i moved out i bought a house like a year ago and i just moved into it because in secret for the last year i have been constructing this giant trampoline streaming studio behind me. To celebrate the launch of that, I decided to go live with an uncapped subathon and I've been live for already six days. And I also moved in with two of my roommates, which are Grim, who is one of the biggest Valorant content creators. And then Shiro, who is an up and coming Valorant content creator and one of my best friends and I've known him for like five years. So it's been super fun the last week, just having everyone here and like actually doing this because we've been planning it for so long. But yeah, that's what we're doing now and happy to be here, happy to be back. You're live for six days. What is the streams running? You're sleeping. What are you, is, is someone jumping in? How are you running the 
subathon. Yeah, I was originally planning to have other people fill in while I'm sleeping, but I just like really failed to realize how much needed to be done in the time off. Like, cause I took five days off to like build up hype for this whole event and then just dropped everything on everyone. And during those five days, I thought, oh, I'm gonna have time to like schedule people and try to figure it out. I slept for like three or four hours a night, every night for five days, and just like was doing everything possible. So I had like the most insane week and I was thinking, oh, I'm gonna have time to like rock climb, go to the beach, hang out, move in, it'll be chill, it'll be no, no, it was not chill. It was, I did not take any time off and then went from straight into that into the subathon. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was an insane process. You're definitely gonna have a bit of come down after this. I think what what's really cool about this podcast and where we are now is we get a chance to reflect. You're very much in the thick of it, right? There's so much epic yeah. shit happening right now. But what I think is really important is just to reflect on what has happened over the last year and a half, two years. Before, when you were, we talked to you in November, 2020, you were like, you know what? I'm just gonna try this streaming thing. I don't have really any expectations. I'm having fun while I'm doing it. Um, yeah. You were getting some opportunities, like you, you know, signed with Cloud9. You were hungry, but you didn't have like a lot of expectations. You were yeah. kind of going with the flow. Yeah, totally. I mean, at that point, I wasn't, I wouldn't really consider myself as like made it, even though I'd been signed to Cloud9 for like two years at that point, just because I wasn't really like happy with how far I've come. And pretty much after that podcast, I had really started uploading on YouTube and like really pursuing that outlet as that's something I kind of lacked for pretty much my entire streaming career before the last two years. As soon as I got in a good flow on YouTube, that's what really started elevating everything to the next level and get it to the point where it's like, okay, wow. At that point, it was like a minimum wage job. I wouldn't really call it a hobby. It wasn't just a time sink and a money sink. I was making some money. I was working, you know, 60, 80 hour weeks and making barely minimum wage with what I was doing. But that's the risk you take for trying to pursue something that one you love and two has such an exponential return down the line. So do you think like your relationship with this change? Like actually, I think you're still having a shit ton of fun, which is cool and awesome. But do you feel like there's like before it was a lot of fun and there was a lot less expectation Are your expectations of yourself and your content like way higher now than they were back then? I rarely take breaks to be completely honest, like the five days off and quote unquote the days off because I was just absolutely slammed that entire week. I haven't taken more than that time off, like off of streaming in three years. I haven't taken more than three days off of streaming in three years, barring that last five days I took off. So I don't know. I haven't really given myself time to think of like, oh, hey, what does this all this mean and stuff? I kind of just like head down, grind it out, keep doing the next thing and just move on to the next thing constantly and just hope for the best. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not I'm just I'm enjoying it. So I haven't really given it too much thought. One of the things that stood out to me when we were chatting before is sure, you're going live a lot. You're creating a ton of content, but you always try to maintain some sense of balance. And there's not a lot of balance when you're only taking three days off in three years. But what I mean is like. <laughs> You're still going to the beach. You're still rock climbing. You're getting outside. Has that been consistent over the last year? Are you still doing those things? Yeah, I definitely slowed down a little bit with COVID just because my rock climbing gym closed for like nine months. So that was rough. So during that period, I definitely was like lacking because I just wasn't able to, you know, go there. But after that, yeah, me and one of my buddies, Aiden, we just started ripping the rock climbing gym. Like we, we started going harder than we were before actually. So even though I'm live normally like eight hours a day right now, I still try to get outside at least four or five times a week and do something. You go rock climbing, go to the beach, go try to figure out something to do. Balance is definitely, that's kind of my next step right now. That's something that I feel like I have been lacking in general after this whole subathon thing. And I get, I'm like officially, you know, I already am officially moved in. But once I'm like fully settled here, subathon ends, 
I think I'm going to kind of shift my streaming to being like, instead of live for six to eight hours a day, four to six hours a day, kind of cut back on the streaming a little bit and really focus on, okay, where is my time going and where can I put it more to balance me as an individual versus me as the content creator? Yeah, it's it's always a struggle, but I feel like you only get that luxury a little more once you put the grind in, you put in the yeah. work to like build the audience else you no, exactly. don't get to that point. And now I can take the time off to like, not necessarily take my foot off the gas at all. I still want to be pumping out tons of good content, but it's like, okay, let's take more time and invest this time wiser than just like, I'm going to go live eight hours a day. One of the things that I've seen when talking to some guys that have like, you know, they've gotten to like 10,000 CCV or a million followers. And then they think about the, the company or the business rather than the individual. And there's different like levels. Have you found yourself thinking about like, there's like a lot of different parts of Kio. It's not just me in the computer. There's like a lot of different there's finances. Yeah. There's like people I'm responsible for now. Like, is it a full on company at this point? Yeah. I mean, I have an LLC. I have a full time editor. I have a team that's managing TikTok that we're just starting up now. I have a personal assistant pretty much that takes care of everything. So like I have a lot of different parts, but they're all like super supportive and consistently enable me to like want to be able to put out that more content. And it's never felt like oh, wow, this is a huge burden. I have so much pressure on me. Like Kyo as the content creator and Kyo the individual, they both want the same thing. <laughs> so Yeah. You mentioned this thing when you tweeted at me, we're like talking about coming back on the pod and you tweeted, you know, what really helps people get to that next level? Like when they're going from like 500 CCV and, and, and like up and you just replied like two words, it was scale and delegate. What yeah. has happened in, for you on that front in the last year and a half, two years that was different from you prior to that? The prior to the, our podcast that we went on, I, I wasn't really posting on YouTube at all. I would post maybe once every three months. I would edit the video myself. It'd get like a couple hundred views and I'd be like, well, that was a waste of time. So that I wouldn't do it for three more months. At one point I was just like, okay, hey, I like really needed to put time into YouTube because I've seen a lot of success there. And I've seen that like, I'm not naturally growing on Twitch, just Twitch past like a hundred viewers. Like I cap out, I can't grow anymore. So that's when I hired the editor that is currently living in my house, <laughs> at least for this month, just so we can get daily uploads out during the subathon. But I hired him on and just to be like, okay, hey, let's make one video a week and just pump out a video just to get it out there and dip our toes in the water. And after like two, three months of that, we finally kind of hit a stride of it. And I was like, wow, this video got like, you know, 100,000 views or something. And we kind of just started rolling with it and figured it out on the, along the way. In terms of the scaling and delegating, you kind of have to already be an established creator because I think you have to know what you're doing pretty well enough in order to delegate. Like you, you need to know what you want in order to tell somebody to go do it versus being like, I want somebody to run my TikTok. Well, if you want somebody to run your TikTok, you need to know what you want for them to post because if they just like throw up your clips, like, yeah, a couple of them might get a couple hundred views or something, but like, that's not going to get very much more if it doesn't have like the pulse of you as a creator on top of that. So your content as a content creator comes down to like the maximum amounts of content you can put out is you recording it. So ideally in a perfectly working content creator ecosystem, the individual that is the product should be like recording 90% of the time and 10% should only be spent like producing and helping other people out. You should have delegated everything else to everyone else because like that's the best way to scale because otherwise you just you're going to fail to scale every almost every creator fails to scale properly because you hit a cap of like oh i'm 50 percent streaming and making content and 50 percent i'm producing it it's like you should be bumping that out and delegating the other 40 percent if that makes sense totally does it's really painful though from what i've witnessed like that process of delegation can be sometimes challenging because you want to push 
you know, really hard, but that you got to let that person kind of level up and learn you and what you like over time. Yeah. How have you found your own growth in that? Like, cause you never really got into this to do that, but now yeah. it's like a part of what you have to do is invest in other people and try and like teach them skills or things that you've developed over the years. This is something I do even just for fun with my friends and stuff where I'll just be like, Hey dude, you need some help with YouTube. Let's like sit down, let's get in a call. And like, I'm going to give you some pointers or whatever. <laughs> cause like, I think you're a great streamer, but your YouTube content sucks. Like we need to figure it out. I'll just tell them that straight up. One of my friends went from just in the last like four months, 5,000 subs on YouTube to like 180,000 subscribers. Like he's going to catch up to me, which is insane. And he's taking the scale, scaling and delegating to a, an entirely new level. He has like 15 editors and it's just ridiculous. Like I have no idea how he keeps track of everything. He took it to heart and just ran with it, which has been super fun. Do you have someone else now that's like helping you with that state or are you still having to manage people as well as do the creation so my editor definitely helps me he's kind of an editor but also producer if that makes sense he's not just like editing the content originally when we were doing that one video a week thing we pretty much worked side by side i would sit like in the call and help him edit and like not help him he's really good at what he does but it's helping him like get the vision that i have out over that course of six months he learned what i wanted out of the video and how i would explain things and the and like we basically have a very good understanding of like what we want our content to be and so now he can take that information and he's going to get it right 99 percent of the time of just like making a judgment call on his own and he can take that and teach it to other people that we can then hire up which then allows us to scale further so it's basically just like creating mini versions of me that can delegate things that I would have made the same decision as, if that makes sense. I don't quite get it. I, I think I just have a good like entrepreneurship brain for that, but I have no training for that. <laughs> well, switching gears a little bit on the YouTube side, because obviously it's been a huge catalyst for your growth. You mentioned before, you know, the transition from Overwatch to Fortnite, like you had to start over with your viewers basically. And more recently, like you made the switch to Valorant and it has just been, or not recently, it's been a while now, but you've just seen such a massive catalyst and growth in viewership especially on YouTube. What do you think the cause of that is? Like, why Why you? There's, you're not the only person making content around Valorant. There's so many. Why are you seeing such explosive growth? Well, for one, like, there's very few people that work harder than I do. I don't mean to be, like, braggy in that, but I do put in 80, 100 hours a week because that's what I want to do. And I, wanted to I want to make this be my, like, platform and a solid place for, like, a foundation in the community. Not only, like, the time that I invest into it, I do it in the smartest way possible where I'm going to be streaming the right amount of hours, like a lot of hours to be live and capitalize on that platform, but then also have uploads every other day so that I can be consistently putting stuff out on YouTube. And most people, you know, realistically, you're starting out as a streamer, you don't have access to that resource of like, oh, I can put eight hours into a stream and upload every other day and still function as a human being. <laughs> so having that previous background of, you know, three years of streaming experience and then going through that six month kind of like trial and error period on YouTube allowed me to just have enough resources now to then be able to have that kind of leg up while I continue to work harder. I have more resources that I've built up over the years to like take advantage of. To I think that's it's a really important thing to highlight is a lot of people will listen to this podcast or watching it, whatever they're doing, and they will go, oh, Keo's doing that. I should do that too. And it's like, no, you're not there yet. Yeah. And that can be really frustrating for someone to hear because they want to just jump to like, oh, I should just start, you know, hiring like your buddy, 15 editors and like doing that, but it's yeah. just not realistic at the beginning. And how have you taught yourself? Cause I'm sure you're looking at folks that are further ahead than you know, and you're like, oh, I want to do what they're doing, or I want to try these things out. How are you finding yourself being patient with your own ideas and creativity and journey 
and not trying to jump to like someone who's got 10 million followers or like whatever like yeah how do you balance that i mean you kind of just have to go your own path i i really like the way that i'm building my community because it's, it is like it's not crazy viral growth, if that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, in terms of like scaling long-term, right now I'm kind of actually in a stage where I'm looking for almost like a mentor at this point, like someone who's kind of taken these steps before me because I'm not really too sure what my future is. I'm just gonna keep kind of doing what I'm doing right now because I enjoy it, I'm healthy. I like. I think the next step for me is like really personal growth and then continuing to do this as well. Not really like scaling back on the content, but being smarter about it. So putting a little bit less time instead of like 80, 100 hours a week, maybe 60 hours a week. And then yep. I can kind of scale back a little bit and then grow as a person to kind of pursue some interests outside of streaming. Yeah, everyone goes through that evolution as a creator, like especially when you want like family, kids, girlfriend, like all that stuff. There's more to our kind of life than purely the content side that we can often kind of ignore. And then even oh, on the business yeah. side too. Oh yeah. I mean, you, it's easy to get sucked in and just be like, oh, I want to just stream. But also I don't want to get to like a later stage in life and still have not found like that life partner that I want. So it's like, it's kind of time to start, you know, reorganizing my life a little bit, but I'm excited for that later. So <laughs> no, that's really exciting. Talking about just the YouTube videos, you record a lot of your content on stream. Is that right? And then it gets uh, pushed over to YouTube? Almost hundred percent of it. Like, like very, very close to hundred <laughs> percent. Why the hell do your two hour videos work on YouTube? Yeah, those are amazing. I don't know. YouTube loves long videos if it's good content. So what I do is I do these things called speed runs in Valorant, where I take a brand new account and get it ready to be placed in unranked. And then I go from unranked to immortal, which is the second highest rank in the game, while only playing one agent. I only play those agents on my main account. So that like unlocks the ability for me to play that agent on my main account. It's just like a more fun way for me to play the game on a like grand scale, if that makes sense. Cause then I can consistently be learning how to play a new agent and then also be unlocking like my main content, if that makes sense. And those two hour, three hour videos on YouTube are the entire speedrun series, like a 10 episode YouTube video, one episode at a time. We just combine them all into one two hour video. YouTube just loves them. <laughs> it's great. I don't know. I can't explain it. It's, it, it's just baffling to me. I need to like spend more time just digging into it, how those are working. Cause yeah, yeah. I mean, must be crushing it because of that. The actual origin of that is I watch a lot of RuneScape YouTubers, like old school RuneScape. Big, big fan of that community. Don't have time to play that game. So I live vicariously through watching videos. One of the creators, I think it was Kevin Framed. He posted like a full, like longer than what my videos were. It was like a 14 hour video. And I realized I like over the course of two months watched the entire 14 hour video because I hadn't seen any of that series before. And then I just decided, ah, well, I mean, I'm just going to try to do that with one of my series. And it freaking like that's like our five most watched videos are two hour videos which is ridiculous so it is absolutely ridiculous one of the questions we asked you last time was what's something you've learned now that you wish you told yourself back then and your answer to that question before was you wanted to diversify your time and your assets that's what you mentioned and looking back in 2020 if you were to do it now what's something you've learned now that you wish you told yourself Back in the beginning or back in 2020? Both of those times, I wish I could just slap myself across the face and be like, start posting on YouTube, you moron. So that was, <laughs> that's pretty much the main thing. Cause I think, I mean, no one's a good content creator when they start streaming. When you hit go live for the first time, you're probably not a good creator. That's like, that's just, you know, you need to learn. It's a skill you need to hone in and it's a skill you need to like go over and get better at. After you do get better at streaming and like, interacting with people and making good content it's important to like start putting that out on other platforms it depends on what your ambitions are you could do this all without even streaming but 
I love the live streaming aspect and interacting with people. I feel like that gives me more energy to create better content. Like I've tried to record things off stream and it just, I just don't sound nearly as energetic because I'm not there interacting with people, not just started YouTube, but really pursued it. And like, you know, doing, you know, semi weekly uploads or something while I was playing Fortnite, because I had a lot of clips and stuff back then that hit like 10 million views across platforms and stuff, which was, I had multiple of those things happen with backflip rocket rides and stuff, whatever. And that just like kind of didn't really translate to Twitch growth, uh, even though it was like crazy viral things. So had I been on YouTube there, those like my videos could have been those videos that are getting juiced up to, you know, a couple million views. So I'm happy with the path I took though. I'm not like regretful of that, but if anyone's listening out there, start YouTube. If you're an established creator already and you're like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm getting at 30, 40 viewers, boom, slap up some YouTube, start getting content going, get an editor. Don't do it yourself. Yeah. scale and delegate <laughs> have you taken your own advice do you think in terms of diversifying your time it, it sounds like you have but would you say oh, you absolutely have? Yeah. yeah no absolutely i have i mean like i i think what i meant back then is di of diversifying my time is like being able to pursue youtube by hiring an editor and like being able to so i'm not the person doing it because i can't record an eight, 10 hour stream and then get off stream and be like, man, I really want to edit right now. That sounds awesome. Like, no, I want to go lay down and take a nap. Like that is after that long of a session. So delegating that away and diversifying my time is definitely, has definitely been successful, I think. Like you're not going to slow down at all. I, I can see you're, you're just so fucking jazzed and excited and like you want to do more. You're going to do it in a different way, which I think is cool. We're like, what, three quarters of the way through 2022. You just had like, I would say probably one of the biggest announcements that you've had in your career to date, which is like a house that you bought. How does it feel to be like, I bought a house and it's not just like, you bought it in California, which is a hard place to buy a house, yeah. bought a house in Cali and you had your buddies move in and you're pumping out more content. Like, how does that feel? You made that happen. It wasn't given to you with your own sweat and hard work. You made that happen. Yeah. It's weird. That's actually one thing I haven't really processed yet still. I mean, since I literally bought the house a year ago, I've kind of just been like chilling on it and just keeping it all secret. And then now that I'm actually moved in and I just moved in and then instantly started an uncapped subathon, I haven't really processed the fact that I've like moved out. <laughs> I've just been like on the grind constantly. So I think it'll be something that hits me like a month from now. I'll, I'll be like, wow, I'm really like doing life now. <laughs> am, I, am I crazy or did you, cause you went, you were in college and then did you move back to your parents or am I wrong? I did. I did. I went to college for one year and then I came back and moved in with my parents for another two years, three years. Yeah. So like, what a shift. Like you're like yeah. a full on adult with like responsibility and like, yeah. With like a mortgage bills. and like yeah. bills. Still don't know how a lot of that works. So I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm sure either the lights will turn off or, you know, like something will happen and then I'll be like, ah, Got to pay the internet bill. My bad. <laughs> yeah. So. What about the setup behind you? How does it feel to just be like leveling up your content game? Backflips have been such a big part of your content for the longest time, but like this is like yeah. you taking it to a whole new level. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole goal really with the whole trampoline streaming studio. Like who is going to put a trampoline in their house? I literally had this idea three years ago and pretty much I've spent everything, like all my money and time is just figuring out how do I make this happen and how do I do it? Because I want to do it well and I want to push the boundaries of streaming farther than people think that there is, you know, because what else are you going to do? <laughs> like if you're just going to play games and stuff, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I just want to cement my mark on the, the community of Twitch, you know, I don't know what it is, but that's, that's what I want to do. I think one of the things I've witnessed from the last time we chatted is just your confidence. It shows so much. 
like how much you've evolved as a person as a content creator <laughs> like truly it does and i'm sure you've got your diehards i've been like with you since day one that have oh yeah you kind know, of seen the evolution of you like shout out to them it is just so clear how much growth you are you've had in like the last year and a half to now and i am so fucking excited because i just feel like it's the beginning still of like where you're yeah. going to go next and, and, and kind of where you're going from here especially as you kind of see these new levels that you want to reach and like how you want to develop systems yeah. around yourself this is phase one <laughs> phase phase one is on the way or pretty much complete now that we're in the house i do have a lot of long-term goals but i don't know how much i want to explain on those at least live on stream <laughs> but we can we can talk in private more about them i'm sure i'd appreciate input on what where we're going in the future for sure <laughs> yeah i know i'd love that it's so fucking awesome to, to have you back on the pod i know you're in the middle of your subathon i appreciate you jumping in here and, and doing this with us i am going to continue to eagerly watch your journey and we'll have that private <laughs> convo and I hope we run this back in a year and a half's time. We can look yeah, back at all Yeah, see where we're at then, dude. I'd love to do this. Just periodically come in and just see where everything's out, everything's going. This has been super fun. So thanks again for having me on. Yeah. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Pipeline. I wanted you to meet a few members of the Pipeline community. My name's Chadwick. I've been streaming for a little over two years. Been a member of Pipeline for that long as well. I joined Pipeline before I even ever started streaming. And I really do believe in it. I don't think I'd be anywhere close to where I am if I was even streaming at all, if not for everything I've learned here. Hey, I'm Nicknax94, a Facebook gaming partner and a Pipeline member for eight months. Joining Pipeline gave me the chance to invest in my dream, to learn and build confidence and really to become a better content creator, but also to meet like-minded creators through the Discord community. Hey guys, I'm a moment with Alex, Pipeline member for just about two years. One of my favorite moments as a Pipeline community member is getting to listen to the mountains of knowledge that Stone and Snoopy have in group mentorship sessions and being able to talk about it further with other community members live during those sessions. You heard it from our members first. If that resonates with you, I encourage you to sign up for a free trial with the link below. You can cancel at any time. This offer is a podcast exclusive. Consider this your invitation to level up as a creator. Be sure to like, comment, and rate the show. We love to hear from you. Happy streaming, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I wanted to just end this with a little bit of context on why we do what we do. We're former content creators ourselves, and we just really want to help as many content creators as we can. That's why we started Pipeline.gg. It's a platform where you can find other like-minded creators and learn from the pros who have already been there. Get step-by-step -step guidance so you can avoid all the mistakes that we made in the beginning. If you love the episode, there's going to be even more insight of Pipeline. So check it out. Head over to Pipeline.gg.